following episode is sponsored by Rocket Coffee ATX. Welcome to Unshut, where nothing is off the table, keeping quiet and holding back is no longer an option. I am your host, Mo. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're wondering how we are four weeks in and doing sponsored episodes, well, I'm here to make shit happen. And just like everything else in my life, I am good at making something out of absolutely nothing. So if you have been tuning in since week one, thank you so much for the opportunity to watch me grow. If you are in the Central Texas area, stay tuned for a Spotify exclusive giveaway from Rocket Coffee ATX. What inspired the following episode was coming to the realization that when it comes to podcasting, I am an absolutely no one. The past couple of weeks I have felt a little bit tense and I have had a couple of days where I have just completely shut down. I've been feeling like I have so much to share and so much I want to say but I am facing the fear. Is there anyone even interested in hearing to what I have to say. It's definitely a risk. I am absolutely no one stepping into this. I did not choose to podcast about an industry that I know everything about, and I did not choose the easy route of discussing things like cheerleading, choreography, business, or even contacting friends who are still actively in those industries to make things a little bit easier. Instead, I took the route of the unknown, and here I am figuring it out as I go. Blending it all into one podcast may be a little bit challenging, but I will make it work for sure. I want to take you through some memories when uncertainty came with some of the best rewards. I highly encourage everyone listening to take a moment and revisit some of the times you have faced rejection or maybe ideas flopped, but the plan you did not see coming was way better than the plan you thought you originally had. It's 2006, and just before I begin my senior year, my family decides to move from Colorado to Texas. As if adjusting to the move wasn't challenging enough, Texas decided that my high school credits from Colorado only counted as half credits, so needless to say, I had a lot of catching up to do, especially if I wanted to graduate with my graduating class. Apparently the move wasn't chaotic enough. I decided I wanted to join the cheerleading team and also get a part-time job. I had just renewed my work permit, so legally I could work in the United States, and I was of working age, so I was really thrilled about that. In October of 2006, I get hired at a cheerleading, tumbling, and gymnastics facility. Mind you, I did not have a car, so 90% of the time I was walking my happy ass to work because I was just so excited to have a job, and the other 10% was either catching a ride with someone after school or waiting on my dad to take me to work. And let me just tell you, it was not the easiest walk in the world, especially in the evenings after I got off work. But again, I was excited and I was going to make it work. Like most of my classmates, everyone is excited to start planning their college experience. I applied at colleges in Atlanta, Ohio, Texas, California, of course. And while everyone was getting acceptance letters, I was living through what felt like hell week. Every single college I applied to sent me a rejection letter because of my immigration status. Some of you may not know much about the immigration process, but it's not easy. Immigration laws are often changing and it can be very difficult and it can become a nightmare applying for your green card or your citizenship, especially when you're in the middle of applications and the law changes and you find yourself basically having to start your process all over again, which is very expensive. Around the time of the rejection letters, I was also in the process of working out a contract with Disney in Florida and also SeaWorld. 
Disney sent me the most exciting acceptance package where I could intern in the performing arts department and also get college credits while I'm there. However, the exciting news came with a big but. I needed to show proof that I had already been in the process of applying for my green card and receiving an alien number before moving with the onboarding process. And they gave me a deadline, which I knew I was not going to be able to meet. So immediately, opportunity, dreams, shattered once again. SeaWorld had told me that in order for me to intern with them and their performing arts department, I had to be enrolled in college. And if I wanted to consider performing with the animals, I needed to at least be enrolled in psychology classes. And given I had just been rejected from every college I applied to, I knew it was obvious I would not be pursuing this opportunity any further. The same month I was feeling defeated and telling classmates that I just had not decided what to do with college because I was trying to avoid the embarrassment of having to tell them about my immigration status, the owner of Jim Kick, Stephanie Beveridge, presented me with an opportunity which would soon become a life-changing path into my career. She was in a place where she was ready to give up some of the control in her business and wanted to take me under her wing to learn the business side of the performing arts. But the most exciting part was I would get to assist her in choreography. Keep in mind, by this time, choreography was already my end goal. It's what I knew I would be pursuing after college. I even remember years ago in Colorado, I did an interview for the yearbook where I said I would one day be coaching and doing choreography. Talk about a full circle moment. To this day, what I learned with my hands-on experience with Stephanie, I have been able to apply it to everything I've done that has brought me great success. I truly believe this hands-on experience gave me so much more than I would have gotten if I had gone to college. No offense to anyone who went to college, but not having student loans is nice. I have also seen so many of my classmates who by the time graduated, they did not even use what they got their degree in. And while most were just now starting to figure out what to do after college, I had already created a pretty successful career that would later on in life still become even bigger and better. And to this day, I've made more money than some who went to college and have been in that same field for years. And that's just a humble brag. Fast forward to a few years, I get the opportunity to work with one of the most successful programs in Dallas, Texas. And like most people in their 20s, I knew absolutely nothing about managing my own money. After paying bills, whatever was left over, went straight to partying, straight to the bars. However, I knew I could not miss this opportunity. Even though when I was offered the opportunity, I had no money left over, no money for food, no money for gas. I did, however, all of a sudden get this reassuring feeling, and I agreed to take on the gig. Knowing I could get there, but had no idea how I was going to get gas to get back. So of course, I packed some leftover food from the fridge, and off to Dallas I went. I get to Dallas, and the owner of the program comes over to me and tells me, Hey, there's been a miscommunication with booking you. We thought we would need you here all weekend, however, it looks like we're going to be wrapping up a lot sooner than we planned. But because I booked you for the weekend, I'm going to go ahead and pay you today in advance for your entire weekend on top of what you were told you would originally make. So he takes me to the front desk, hands me an envelope with a shit ton of cash, and just like that, I was good. Good learning moment to sometimes leave all your worries to God and just go with your gut. 
What makes taking on this opportunity and trusting my gut even better? Because of this gig, I was presented with another opportunity to work the world's biggest event in the industry in Orlando, Florida. I talked very briefly about my spinal fracture in a previous episode, which is relevant to my next story. The day that I am supposed to leave for this big event, I am dealing with the worst spasms in the entire world. Both my legs were numb, I could barely stand up straight, and walking was the most painful thing to do. My parents drop me off at the airport, and by the time I get to my gate, I am drenched in sweat because of how difficult it was to move. I sit down and I immediately start to cry. I was feeling so useless. In that moment, I decided I would just call my parents and ask them to pick me up and screw this event. As I am grabbing my phone to call my parents to pick me up, a man in a wheelchair politely asks me to move my stuff so that he can get by. This man had no assistance. He was in a wheelchair, which was, by the way, not electric, and his suitcases were on his lap. He gives me the biggest smile and says thank you, and I just felt so awful. He was in a worse position than I was, and here I was, getting ready to throw in the towel. I get up to walk away from the gate, still defeated, and still ready to call it quits. But as I make my way away from the gate... I see a man on the floor playing with his toddler who was missing a leg. And just like that, I knew that I was being reassured that I was where I needed to be and to just suck it up. And in my favor, it was at this event where the company that contracted me out asked me to come back the following year. But this time, I would not only just be there for the weekend, I would come days in advance to prep for the entire event which of course meant more money in my pocket. I agreed to come back the following year, and years later, I would help run the biggest event in the industry. 2015 is probably one of the most important years of my life. I was finally approved to become a permanent resident, and I knew once I got that green card, it was game over for all you bitches. I knew that if this was the one thing holding me back from scaling my career, the second I would get it, I would upgrade my life the way no one saw coming. I was working a gig in Arizona, and later on in the evening, I took the car rental for just a random drive, and I came to a place filled with palm trees, and I was rushed with a very nostalgic feeling from growing up in California and also just the West Coast feeling. The feeling was so comforting that I pulled over and I texted my sister who was then living in Las Vegas and told her that as soon as I got my green card, I wanted to make a move and move to Las Vegas with her. This was probably around July and in August, I get approved for my green card. So by October, I was already living in Las Vegas. At this point, I am still traveling full time, coaching on days that I am home. But now, with a green card, I was like a puppy in heat. I wanted to work and make more money. The following part of this episode is going to sound like all I'm doing is bragging, but I want you to keep in mind, I am about to build you up before my greatest fall yet. I remember one of my goals when moving to Las Vegas was wanting to try different jobs. I get a job at a casino and I absolutely hated it. Keep in mind for the past nine years, I had only worked for gym kicks and worked independently for myself. So immediately I was like, ew, is this what it's like to work a normal job? Nope, not for me. So in true Mo fashion, 
I decided to approach the casino and tell them how I think the position is shit, and I wanted to create my own position. Ballsy. But they ate it up, and we negotiated a position where on days I was not traveling, I would host mic nights and interact with guests and get them to participate in games like cash grabs, spin the wheel, and so many other games. This also meant I could wear whatever I wanted and not have to wear a corny uniform. Not long after that, I also took a position with Anytime Fitness. I was hired to manage personal trainers and get them clients, but I thought that was boring. So what did I do? I came up with an idea to run their social media accounts because I needed something a little bit more creative and something a little bit more fun and sold them on the idea that creating content would make the trainers relatable and more likely bring in a little bit more traffic. They accepted and just like that, I was creating a more interactive experience and having fun creating content. During this time, I was also a Les Mills body combat instructor and I was killing it at auditions left and right getting hired at almost every club that offered Les Mills classes. In a city like Las Vegas, there were a lot of us, but only a few had the opportunity to work in multiple clubs. I soon realized I was wasting my time trying to be normal and working for other people when all along I could be working for myself. If I can always make something out of nothing, I could definitely run my own company. And why not? I had a green card after all, and taking over was my mission, remember? In 2018, as a choreographer, I was getting hired a lot to visually enhance routines. I was aware that only programs who could afford such a thing were the ones hiring me out. I wanted to give programs who could not afford this type of experience the opportunity to work with someone like me. Why should only programs with money get to upgrade their routines mid-season and compete a fresh routine? My mind immediately went to wanting to create an experience that required no traveling fees and no hotels, so video submissions became a new project of mine. I was visiting my parents in Texas when I came up with the idea and decided to give it a try and contacted every person I knew in the industry and in less than one hour, I made over $1,500 right there in my parents' living room on my phone. The idea was genius. I could be at the comfort of my own home and work with so many different teams, and while programs were saving money, I was making a shit ton of it. I even extended the services to programs outside of the United States, and in 2019, Moz Industries was born, a choreography company that offered a very unique feature, a quick one-step video upload, and within 24 hours of submitting, you would receive notes on how to visually enhance your routines. I want to also point out, I was the only choreographer in the entire United States who had a website or a feature like this. So here I am launching a new company with this badass feature and the entire thing was a flop. Not one single video submission. Months went on and still nothing. I had such a successful trial, invested money in developing the website with the feature and absolutely nothing. Little did I know that in just a few short months, a pandemic would rock the hell out of this country and virtual services would become the next big thing. 
but we will get to that part here in a little bit. As part of my company's new launch, I personally wrote hundreds of letters to all the schools in Las Vegas in hopes to book local work and start putting all that traveling madness to arrest. I hand delivered every single letter and weeks went on and I never heard back from anyone. I was feeling defeated, but I was feeling rejected like never before. So by this time, I am second guessing launching this company. I connect with the city of Las Vegas and become the only choreography company to become a vendor to not only assist their performing arts department, but to also train faculty and revamp the way they run their facilities. Just days apart, I was invited to be a guest judge at a local charter school competition. The event was so poorly ran, and while everyone else on the panel spent the entire time making fun of the programs and making fun of the event, I saw a window of opportunity. The day after the event, I contacted the event coordinator and thanked her for the opportunity and asked her if she would like to have coffee with me. We met for coffee and I gave her my most honest feedback and asked her if she was open to listening to my solutions on how she could improve her events in the future. She was thrilled and so open-minded and on the spot we negotiated my company becoming the event producer for all future charter school events. I could now add event producer to my resume and I would later also start consulting with charter school teams and become the governing body for all future charter school events in Las Vegas. It is now 2020 and I have built a well-oiled machine and I knew my goal was to start putting my business development skills to the test and start venturing outside of the performing arts industry. Aside from the sudden boom of my own company, I was still traveling three to four weekends of every single month. I was happily doing it, but I knew if I wanted to continue having longevity, I could not burn myself out. It is now March 2020, and just like that, I am now spending 12 hours on the phone with clients canceling all of our events due to this virus that was spreading like wildfire. Programs shutting down, schools shutting down, events shutting down, everything shutting down. At the time, my partner and I already had a loft we were leasing in Springfield, Missouri, because we knew at some point we were going to transition completely over to his general contracting firm that he owned with his father to start a new venture. Even though I had just spent hours on the phone devastated, we had to make a decision quickly because letting life happen to us was just not in our nature. And in just a few short days, we decided to move out of our house in Las Vegas and completely move full-time to Springfield, Missouri. The pandemic was scary for all the obvious reasons, but it was also a big blessing in disguise because I was not sure how I was going to juggle traveling and learning a completely new industry. Did I continue to push virtual services? Of course. Did the people I presented to basically laugh me out of the room? Of course. At this point, I knew I had to give the performing arts just a bit of a break. It was not in my cards to push for something no one else was believing in. So while the performing arts industry took a break, we pushed to growing the general contracting firm to the best it had ever been. I was scrubbing toilets and cleaning construction sites because if I was going to help keep something in the company in-house like cleaning and eventually run a cleaning crew, I had to know how to do it myself. And also, why not pocket that money while I could? 
After all, the performing arts company was taking a break, remember? Once things started to pick back up, but restrictions were still in place, can you take a wild guess who people were calling to have his brain picked on virtual options and virtual events? That's right, they were calling me. So while I was being laughed at and rejected, not only did I become the person wanted help from, but they were also admiring me from afar because once again, I had taken on a journey doing something I knew absolutely nothing about and making success out of it. So many people stayed in a panic waiting for the pandemic to pass them by just to pick up where they left off prior to the pandemic. The big kicker in this story is by the time everyone was coming around to the idea, I was already in my new Audi. I was gone because I had bigger and better shit to do. So to this day, it makes me laugh that while I was being doubted, while I was being laughed at, everyone stayed in the same place. I didn't. I figured out a way to move forward and upgrade my shit. It does not matter what car I drive or how much money I have made, people will still underestimate me and what I am capable of doing. But while they sit there trying to figure out how I actually do it, I am actually out here doing the damn thing, putting in the work. Choreography, construction, it does not have to make sense. Nothing good will ever come without failure. Nothing good will ever come without rejection. Trust in yourself enough to put yourself out there and root yourself on because no one will ever cheerlead for you better than yourself. I truly want to encourage everyone listening to trust their gut regardless of what people think, regardless of what anyone is going to say. Remember, they're the ones spending their time trying to figure you out. I want to share a quick story with you guys and why it is so important to listen to your gut and just go with it no matter what anyone else may think or say. I was recently making a TikTok poking fun at the Hillary Duff theory, but immediately I started to feel a little bit insecure. I used a song that I thought no one would really relate to, so I second-guessed myself and decided to make the TikTok and use a more relevant song, so I used a Beyonce song. Then I used a more current song as well. Both videos maybe got two to 300 views. Then I got to thinking, why didn't I go with my first idea? Why did I care what anyone else was going to say about the song I chose? So immediately I got on TikTok and posted at a random time the original one I created, and within minutes, it got over 2,000 views. Now, that may not be a lot to some people, but once again, it was reassuring that sometimes going with your instinct, going with your original idea, is the way to go. Don't let people persuade you from doing what you originally wanted to do. And sure, not everything is going to go accordingly, but it's what you make of it and how you push forward that makes the most difference. While I was recording the Stranger Danger episode, I was so nervous that we scheduled to record on a day where it's trash pickup and also we selected a time where there's usually construction going on in the neighborhood that I am in. But once again, I went with my gut and just said, you know what, it's going to be out of my control. And if there's anything I know how to do is roll with the punches. So I stuck to the original plan, you guys. That morning happened to be the only morning in weeks where trash pickup came before 10 o'clock in the morning. Wild. Also, it happened to be the only day no construction was going on. So I hope all this truly inspires you all. Go with your gut. Roll with the punches. 
make something out of absolutely nothing. And when the odds are against you, make them your bitch and make something great. I am aware that my podcast will not be everyone's cup of tea, but that is not going to stop me from going with my gut and doing what I want to do. And the most exciting part is, if I can turn all the odds against me and make something good out of it, what's so different now? A really good friend of mine recently said, you already have the math equation. So when it comes to jumping two feet into this podcasting world, he's absolutely right. I already have the math equation. I've made everything in my life prior work. Why wouldn't I do the same with this one? I hope you all feel so motivated after hearing some of my rejections and some of my flops, but the beauty that came after it. And don't just prove everyone wrong, but more importantly, prove yourself right. If you're a coffee lover like me, but also love good vibes, add Rocket Coffee ATX to the top of your list. If you are in Central Texas and would like the chance to win a gift card, all you have to do is answer the question below the episode. I'll do a random drawing on my Instagram and announce the winner by this Friday. Have a great week, everyone.